Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another Two Bear Arms broadcast. Uh, today's trigger time where we talk about uh, current topics of the industry of firearms and uh, and uh, unique things within the industry. So I'm Kurt. I'm Deuce. And uh, welcome to the show. So today, Deuce is going to start off with a Smith that he just reworked, and uh, I'll let him take the mic from here to tell you about it. Yep. Uh, you know, over the years, uh, actually not over the years, it's been the last couple of years that I've kind of developed an interest in uh, collecting is not the right term, but acquiring older Smith & Wesson revolvers, um, you know, kind of in the uh, from the 40s on up, I would say, is what has piqued my interest the most. And uh, so I'm always kind of on the lookout. And I was in uh, I was in another gun shop. Oh, in another heart. town you're breaking my well i was had to be there so i thought i'd kill some time and i wasn't it, it was a big box store i wasn't even aware that they carried used guns and they happened to have this sitting in the cabinet and um what this is and just to confirm real quick yep. empty fire alec baldwin came through and checked alec them all baldwin came through and yep. checked these all this yep. is a uh this is a uh, model 10 i believe it's 10-5 yeah 10-5 uh uh, it is a 1979 production. I did find that out from Smith & Wesson. Uh, what what caught me right away is it's a two-inch gun. There's so many Model 10s out on the market. I mean, they just made ridiculous amount of these guns. While the two-inchers aren't scarce, you just don't see them every day. So every time I see a two-inch Model 10, it kind of piques my interest. And again, guys, you know, there's there's a, you know several different frames. This is, I guess, the medium frame, the K frame, and it's a six-shot versus the J frames, which are five-shot. So I kind of like that. And the gun was in... Uh, poor enough condition finish wise you can probably see it in on camera here even from that distance um you know the gun obviously was laid on its side somewhere in a drawer and it's got sure. some corrosion on it and some obviously gluing where there were some things i wanted to do to a smith and wesson for a long time mm -hmm. but uh, i didn't want to do it to any guns that were nice guns right. so to speak right. so this gun had enough honest wear yet was very solid and lock up and had all the all the bones were good Okay. Um, so what I did is I uh, there's a uh, kind of a legend, local legend around here, uh, Denny Reichert. Denny Reichert. Yep. Yeah, of, absolutely. Uh, um, he was a law enforcement officer. Yep. Um, so, uh, for, with the Rochester Police Department for yep. many, many years. For many years. And I used for, to shoot with yep. Denny back in the 90s, and he passed away last year. Uh, you know, left a, a huge gap in the firearms industry mm -hmm. when he passed away. Yeah, and like I said, when I say legend, you know, definitely locally here when people speak at Denny, it's it's always with very high regard. And he was known for his modifications and tuning of Smith & Wesson revolvers. I've had the opportunity to handle quite a few of his guns. And uh, if you'll notice right off the bat, this this uh, if you have an eye for Smith & Wesson, you'll notice the hammer and trigger have been bobbed. Uh, obviously, the trigger's not been bobbed. The trigger's been reprofiled. Hammer's been bobbed. So uh, I did that work. Um, I love working on these Smith & Wessons. I love repairing them, um, tuning the actions. And uh, so I've always wanted to do these things to a Smith, and uh, this one war was in a condition that I didn't feel bad about doing that. Right. And I've been carrying it ever since. Sure. So uh, it's been a daily carry for me. Um, again, I bobbed the hammer. The single action is you can still use a single action, but what you get is a very – I did the action as well. I uh, got about a – I think right around a two-pound single action trigger pull. And about a seven and a half pound double action pull. Um, you can see it's very smooth, and I reprofiled the hammer, or the trigger, excuse me, to fit my uh, my preference when shooting double action. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of bobbed hammers for concealment revolvers. There's guys that always sparks um, debate. You guys sure. are like, oh, you need that hammer. Yeah, you know, yeah honestly, uh, this is a gun I'm never going to shoot in single action mode. 
yeah. even when I practiced with it and I fired it few, quite a few times already because it's a great shooter. Um, you know, it's, I'm going to be shooting it in double action. So I added the uh, elk stags on here because uh, I, I don't like stock grips. It's just kind of how I roll. And uh, I've got a Tyler T grip, which is an adapter. It uh, should be arriving tomorrow, actually, on the way that will complete uh, this remod. And, um, you know, the condition's a little rough balloon-wise. I'm not going to do anything with that because it's a carry gun. Sure. It's only going to get rougher as I carry it. So um, just kind of a fun project. It was, you know, soaked up a better part of a full day for me. Uh, playing with it and you know how i like to sit at the bench it's very therapeutic for me sure so sure it's uh, you know it's uh, i actually yeah. just found the uh, hammer spur because it flew across the room as i okay. zipped it off the Fair. other day and i found i'm like what is that i'm like oh it's a smith and wesson hammer spur that's my model One 10 hammer spur. we'll get all the springs collected that oh, we yeah. had fly off in the gunsmithing room we yep. joked about that many a time if so. there are two smiths in the room one will be on all fours looking yep. for a part yep that's uh, how we roll in yep. there so. yep uh, we always yeah. find it make, right right make, right make no mistake right but, uh yeah that's just kind of what <laughs> how gunsmithing goes but i had a lot of, had a lot of fun with that project Awesome. So, and yeah, I've already and, uh, gotten a lot of compliments on it. So. Kind of a shameless plug, you know, here at Two Bear Arms, we uh, have a complete gunsmithing service here. Stop in and talk to us. And if you've got one of these, you know, or older Smith laying around or any any brand for that matter laying around and you want some modifications done to it, uh, stop in and talk to us. We do a lot of different modifications. And several of us at Gunsmith here, we all have kind of different things that we like yeah. to do and that we specialize in, and that makes it a lot of fun and, and – uh, uh, we pick up on different projects at different times. This one turned out really neat. I got to see it before. And if you go to our Facebook page, uh, I think you can see the yeah. before pictures and such. But uh, for those that are new to firearms or whatever, what's the what's the purpose of bobbing the hammer like you do? Well, uh, it's strictly concealment draw. Okay. Um, you know, a gun that you may possibly carry in the pocket or in deep concealment um, underneath a coat, sweatshirt, something like that. It's just one less thing to hang up okay. as you draw it. The yep. snag very yep good. very smooth um and again i left them in a high buff finish i actually thought about re-bluing them real quick but i kind of like the, the contrast so yep. um definitely not a barbecue gun but you right. know something something that tells you that it's not stock and sure. um you know and there's there's so many guys that you know well you're you know you keep it stock or keep it original guys this gun these guns are a dime a dozen yep. really and uh it's now you uniquely mine Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully someday my kids will enjoy it. And yep. They'll say, oh, yeah, that's that old Smith dad bought in Fort Wayne and yep. modified it. So, and yeah. keep in mind, you know, when you're when you're going through relatives things, you know, have a fortune, unfortunately, we all have relatives that pass away. And as I go through estates, old guns that are found, uh, you know, rusted up or whatever the case may be, still take them into a competent gunsmith. I'm mm-hmm. not doing this as a plug just for us. But if you are local, bring it to us. Let us take a look at it and see, you know, things like this can be done to some of them that have finish issues and they they can still be a very viable carry gun sure. and a very unique piece to have conversation about on top of that. So, and that's a completely reliable firearm. Even Absolutely. The finish is uh, a little bit rough on her. That makes it kind of cool too. Yep. So I've got a lot of guns that have rough finishes on them yep. that I carry every, you know, quite often. Yeah. So and I can tell you, I'm the only guy in the County carrying one like it. There so. you go. There you go. Can't <laughs> mix them up if you put them all on the table. Yep. Nope. So, so that's, that's, that's great. So good deal. Well, moving along into, uh, 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 something that customers have asked me about recently, and I was thinking of it earlier today, actually, and I thought, you know, this is a perfect time to uh, kind of talk about the subject a little bit. Um, something I refer to as truck guns. Now, I want to premise this as I start into this because uh, there's a disclaimer with this that I want 
everybody to really take to heart, and there's a little story behind it. Um, when I say truck guns, folks, please, and I beg you, do not leave firearms in the vehicle unattended. Do not leave them overnight locked up uh, or parked in your garage and think, you know, it's perfectly safe, you know, just to leave the gun in there. If you're going to have a vehicle or a uh, gun in your vehicle, at the end of the day, when you start to go in the house, take the gun with you, please. Um, about five or six years ago, a gentleman in, uh, I believe it was Crown Point, Indiana, uh, had a gun in his car. Some bad guys broke into it, took the firearm. This was, I think, Thanksgiving Eve. Um, they broke into the car, stole the gun. They kept going down the road. They're checking cars and stealing stuff out. They were teenage thieves. They got to like the third house after they had stolen the gun and were breaking into the car. And the homeowner come out with a gun, confronted them, and one of the juveniles used that gun that he had just stolen 10 minutes before and shot the homeowner because the homeowner was focused on the other subject and the homeowner ended up dying he had three grandkids that were there staying at the house with him and uh died senselessly because those kids later during the interview of course they were captured um later during the interview they had no intention on stealing a firearm they were looking for change and money and electronics and just since there was a gun they took it and the the kid that pulled the trigger said he just got scared and so had that gun not been there they would have been captured and there would have been a non-incident so i use that as a disclaimer when i start this conversation because that story always sticks with me on thanksgiving eve uh you know a grandfather was killed doing nothing but trying to defend his property by a gun that shouldn't have been left in the vehicle at his neighbor's house so uh, take your guns in the house. Don't leave them unattended. And if you leave your house to go to work, don't leave your guns unattended. Lock them up in the safes. Don't just leave them tucked in a drawer or in a closet. These are the first things that thieves look for. So lock them up. You've got a lot of responsibility when you purchase a gun. You own it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Make sure they're secure or carry them on your person there again right. keeping them secure so enough with the disclaimer there um but what i'm referring to is truck guns in, in all of my vehicles when i travel um especially uh if i'm going to be traveling like long trips i have what i refer to as a truck gun and uh in this case or in all my cases i really really like the idea of a shotgun as my truck gun now i still have on my primary firearm my get in and out of the truck to fill with gas, get, you know, um, uh, your high capacity if you want, or your revolver if you want, uh, your, your simpler handgun that you carry every day. But in a holster, and I'll show you one of our holsters, we make holsters here at Two Bear Arms for those that aren't aware of it, but we can make you a truck holster, a vehicle holster. This snaps right down in the edge of my console, and this firearm fits right down in it right next to my leg so it would be down here on the driver's side right down by my leg folks this is for emergency situations such as carjackings such as you make a wrong turn in a big city and you end up in a you know in the middle of some sort of gang violence or riot situation or um, if you spend a little time watching some of the videos from 2020 you'll see incidents like that um, different incidences over the years there was one where some folks uh, Asian descent turned down a side road somewhere and the motorcycle uh, 
a lot of motorcycles there. I don't remember if they were considered a gang or just a group or what, but um, there was a confrontation. They started bashing the window out on the truck, and they had to try to drive over the people. It was really, really dramatic. But at one point, you know, during that video, I was watching it, and I was like, man, if they would have had this, that would have changed the fight. So um, I think the the driver of the vehicle was actually pulled out, and I don't know if he was killed or just beat severely, but, uh, um, you know, this this is a game changer in protecting your family. And uh, for those that don't recognize this, number one, this one's been Cerakoted. This is one of my personal guns, kind of like Deuce does. He likes to have guns modified in some way. It just makes them unique. Most people do. This one, uh, this is a Taurus Judge. This is the polyframe. There again, it is unloaded. Uh, like I say, Alec came in earlier and checked everything for us, so we're good to go. Um, but uh, this one's been Cerakoted. But this is the polymer frame, uh, Taurus Judge, the uh, public defender. And what these are are five-shot. Uh, they shoot either the 410 shotgun shell loads, which I have right here, the 410 shotgun shell loads, or they can shoot 45 long colt uh, in the firearms. I prefer to shoot the shotgun shells out of them. Um, that's, to me, the perfect design for these guns. And your options that you have in the shotgun shells range everything from birdshot, uh, which I like to carry it in the summertime when I'm mowing and things because I'm not a big fan of snakes. Right. So uh, even if they're no longer than that pen, I don't like snakes. So <laughs> I shoot them multiple times with birdshot. Um, but for the defense purposes, you know, like this shell that I'm holding right here is a uh, double-op buck. So you've got 32 caliber balls in there that come out every time you pull the trigger. And then uh, we have... Uh, Another version of that, here's triple lot bucks. So you've got three of them that come out of that one. And then they have advanced rounds uh, such as this PDX. And I know there's also one by Hornaday called uh, uh, Triple Threat. And uh, the PDX is firing a uh, plated copper disc backed by BBs behind that. So you're getting a shotgun blast plus you're getting a copper disc fired out of that that uh, I believe is 41 caliber so, um, and the triple threat is a 41 caliber bullet uh, backed by pellets then also. So there's a lot of very inventive ammunition that creates a lot of damage. These are fantastic, quick pull, fire out the window if need be. There again, I'm not advocating a drive-by. I'm advocating defense from somebody trying to get into your vehicle or get you out of your vehicle. Um, another great choice is the Bond Arms, which I'm a big fan of. And this one there, again, is one of my personal guns. And Alec checked that one, too, to satisfaction. Um, Two-shot, but there again, we're firing the same thing. We're firing those 410 rounds out of it or the 45 long cold out of it. This, this is double action, so I can just squeeze the trigger and fire. This does require single action operation, but uh, Bond Arms, fantastic firearms. Uh, most of your gun shops will have Bond Arms in stock. We always have at least five or six Bond Arms in stock, but uh, um, absolutely excellent firearms. We use them for side matches and cowboy shooting, yep. and, uh, and they come in a lot of different calibers to pick from, all made in Texas. And uh, just a really, really great company that uh, I've never had any issue with any of their firearms before, and I own two of them. And uh, and then we have the Public Defender, which is also the kin to this. They're both Tauruses, and they make these in a lot of different configurations. They make them in longer barrels. Um, they make them in 
two and a half inch chamber and three inch chambers for the shotgun shell side of things. Uh, this one has a bobbed hammer, which you don't see very often, but uh, this is one of their older models that they had a semi bobbed, I guess yeah. you would refer to it as. Um, but most of them will have a full hammer on them. And um, you can get different grips. You can get laser grips for them, extended grips if you've got a bigger hand and want more grip to them. But excellent, excellent truck gun choices to be able to slide into a holster right next to the seat. And what I do, folks, is when I have that in the truck um, next to the seat, I just have a little uh, rag or piece of T-shirt, I guess, that I can just drape over it if I get out of the truck only to, like, fill up for gas or walk in a convenience store, walk out, of course, lock the truck while you're gone. Otherwise, the gun could be gone, truck still sitting there when you come back. But just cover it up so if somebody looks through the window, they don't pay any attention to what's covered up there. So um, in our RV, in my camper, I have a, another holster mounted right in there next to the driver's seat there again for the judge to slide right down in. And it just gives you that secondary firearm that uh, doesn't require a lot of aiming and doesn't have over penetration or over distance to where if I have to fire it in a hurry in the vehicle, you know, I want to keep moving or I have to fire it more back to the side if they're trying to open the door. Um, I don't have to worry about missing the shot and it traveling, you know, 70, 80 yards and hitting somebody. We're not going to get that kind of uh, velocity out of it. But up close, it's incredibly devastating. The nice thing about these is I can turn right around after uh, after I get home, take it out of the truck. I can take it in, lay it right next to the bed. People all the time walk in and go, hey, I want a shotgun for home defense. Hey, great, have you ever thought of this? Because when you think about it, a shotgun, while a fantastic uh, defense weapon, it's going to require you to le either lean completely up in bed or to actually get out of bed to shoulder it or to even rack it if it's a pistol grip. Uh, stock, you're going to have to be in a position to where you can. With this, I can still be laying down, grab that, and just start firing towards the door and then get myself up and either continue to use that gun or get one of the other firearms that I may have available, which I do have available. So, right. and uh, continue the fight without having to go through a reload process. So, these are things that, uh, you know, there again, people have asked me some questions here recently about uh, secondary guns or truck guns. And when we say secondary guns, too, there are times that, uh, you know, and it just, I guess, depends on the situation. I'm always armed. There's, there's never a question about that. I'm always armed. So, but there are times that I'll take this little firearm here as a secondary firearm, and I will have it in a little holster just like that. And that'll be a second firearm that I can just drop in a jacket pocket or that I can clip onto the back of my pants, and then I have a shotgun plus my main gun. So there again, you may not need that very often or, or even think that you need that very often, but that is an option that you have um, if you wanted to have a second firearm with you. And if you wanted that to be a shotgun, that's kind of cool to have a shotgun with you, and it'd be perfectly legal as a handgun. So just wanted to kind of cover that a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Good info. Good info. And uh, I'll note, too, just to add to it, uh, Smith also makes – actually, I'm not sure if it's current. or uh, yep. They did make yeah. a governor. They still do. They still make the governor. They still make the governor. Uh, you just can't find them right yeah. now because of the pandemic. Yes. Same same concept, mm -hmm. uh, except you do get the addition of the ability to shoot 45 ACP in yes. the governor with moon clips. Yep. Uh, so that's actually uh, a kind of a very three-way firearm there. Yep. So. 
Um, you know, guys, and, and the cool thing about it, the, these will shoot 45 Colt as well, which I've, I've shot some 45 Colt out of them and stuff like that. And, um, you know, again, 45 Colt, when loaded correctly, is a very formidable round, Absolutely. hard round as well. So. Absolutely. One of our gunsmiths here, he carries a Taurus Judge as his primary mm-hmm. firearm. Uh, my son, who works here in the shop, he carries a Taurus Judge probably – 50% of the time yep. is his primary firearm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's not uncommon to see those as a primary firearm. Just understand, yep. just like with any firearm, what the limitations are on right. it. So, and, it, and it's a great choice for home defense, uh, vehicle defense. Um, yep. For guys that you know, guys or gals that aren't going to go and hit the range for hours at a time as yep. well. Yeah, because this this is not a gun you're going to go out and you know just practice with. You know, right. I'm going to be right. the best Taurus Judge shooter in the world. That's not really the that's not really the concept. <laughs> sure. Nobody's saying that. So, sure, sure, sure. You know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Let's start competitive shooting with Taurus Judge. Right. That's yeah. not going to happen. But not going to happen. So, uh, you know, and but I think uh, I think it's worth noting that I think it's a good choice for those that don't want to put a ton of time in becoming mm-hmm. the best. You know most accurate pistol shooter in the world while that's important and should be should be considered by everybody sure um you know there's those out there that definitely would fit the bill yeah so absolutely absolutely so stop in and see us if you're local uh we can show you any one of these models uh in stock and um you know or if you're not local stop into your local gun shops have a conversation with it about it most of them will have uh judges if they're available to them and a lot of the shops will carry the bond or they'll be able to order the bond for you and like i say these are excellent choices in my opinion these are my personal guns and uh, uh i trust them completely really like the brands too so um okay well moving on let's talk uh well let's let's give a little love to our friend at hall and morose there or hall insurance and um mike there at hall insurance fantastic folks uh just this is how great mike is last week last week uh he come in to meet with us and Mike also runs an Uber taxi service. I didn't know if you knew that. Really? So, yeah, you yeah, have to you have to text that. him and ask okay. for it. But he come in. We talked insurance. We did business. You know, don't tell his wife, but he did pick out some more accessories for his gun. Oh, but there again, I think he was just reciprocating the love of business. Uh, but then uh, then he gave me a ride to the dealership because I was having some work done on the oh, truck nice. and uh, dropped me off. So he also run an Uber service for his better customers and. Uh, so ask him about that if you happen to know yeah. him. And uh, they take care of all our insurance needs here and for our businesses and personal. They can quote about anything. Um, some of our friends have started using them also and had great, great response and great luck out of them. Yeah. And, uh, just really, really good folks. And plus he likes talking firearms. He does. So, yeah, great yeah. guy. Anybody so. listening to the show, obviously you like firearms. Let's support people that like firearms too. Absolutely. So, yep, to help him get more money so he can come in here and buy more guns. That's part of the purpose too. It's a That's great fantastic. cycle. Absolutely love the cycle. So, all right, what's our tagline? Uh, WR Hall, they've got you covered. There you are. Fantastic, fantastic. Want to give a shout out to one of our other uh, honorary sponsors, and that's the Three Board Guys Woodworking. Uh, we talked a little bit about them last week, and they delivered uh, they delivered my uh, new four gun cart, yes. my specialty cart, mm-hmm. and it was designed very uh, some unique requests on the gun cart. They accomplished it fantastic, and uh, it uh, looking forward to using it. I haven't got to use it yet. Didn't need it this past weekend, um, but uh, here coming up, I'm sure it's going to get some use and very excited about it. So, I mean, if they pleased you, that's quite a high, uh, that's well, quite a, uh, 
What? It's quite high price. I, I don't really know really? what you mean from that. You're a little high maintenance. What? what no, better. calm down. A little bit. Come on yeah. now. Come on now. There's Whitney Houston, and then there's you. You're really going to say it that way? Just, really? Oh. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. That's all I could think of for divas. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah, nice. Whitney Houston. Rest Jesus, soul. good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> good Lord. Aretha Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting worse, dude. You're getting worse, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll also be taking applications for somebody to do podcast with me. Absolutely. So, you have to yeah. have a high pain tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, too. No, and, wow. uh, you know, also, I, I don't know if it uh, bears mentioning, they, they might not want us to, but they also do other custom woodworking projects as yeah. well, not just gun carts. They are they are very multifaceted. So. Yep. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're after something really special or yeah. uh, something maybe intricate or something yeah. that nobody else makes, right? Give them a holler, right? So. Well, I didn't ask them to approve the script, so you know, like kitchen yeah. cabinets, uh, oh, you know, bathroom cabinets, cabinets butcher block thing. countertops, yes, fantastic. They, uh, we know that. If you want to see their work? Stop at the SAS headquarters mm-hmm. in Akron, and uh, you know, ask to take a look at the uh, kitchen area there. Absolutely, and, they've got yeah. year. I mean. Uh, you know, the three of them, they've got years and years of woodworking experience yep. and uh, they make heirloom. I, you know, we have a, a table yes. in the, uh, in our dining room that uh, is absolutely gorgeous. And I've ate fish them. at that table you many a time. Many a time. Are we and having it, fish this Friday? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Why not? I just, well, yeah. we were talking about it earlier. Well, you're the one that's always busy. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> That's because I work so much. That's what Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> You're on it tonight. Good Lord. Well, you took too many days off, I think, is part of the problem. I have so. been gone quite a while. You have. You yeah. have. I was starting to starting to think you weren't coming back. I was like, well. Well, so. my kids forgot my name. Okay. Daddy. Okay. Yep. So uh, I yep. have to uh, go home and spend a little time. The fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, my wife still hasn't come around. She's still, she'll, She's still. She'll say, like, no. no yeah, she, she'll, <laughs> yeah, she'll. It's almost right on the tip of her tongue. And she's. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, he looks familiar. Oh, she calls you a lot of things. She does. When you're not around. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your wife's a saint. You know how not, I feel about you your wife. Your wife is fantastic. She does not hold back. Yeah, I know. All your my wife friends, is fantastic. All my friends say that. All your friends say that. All my yes, friends say that. Absolutely. So you got to start believing that. Uh, oh, I so, do. Absolutely. And not, and not, not uh, expect any different response from us. No, that's fear-based. I yeah. understand that. <laughs> totally understand. Right, 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 right. All right, yeah, get a hold of the three board guys. Uh, woodworking, if you need yep. uh, gun carts for ca- cowboy action shooting is one of their specialties. And then, of course, their kitchen cabinets and uh, custom countertops yep. and that type of thing. They're uh, fantastic guys, good friends of ours, and uh, they're just right there in Mentone. So, Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, uh, We the People Munitions, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we appreciate everything they did through the pandemic, all the ammo you guys produced over there and uh, brought forth in the shop and provided for the customers, the competition ammo that goes out all the time to shooters. Um, sounds like you're going to have a big batch of it heading yep. to EOT. Absolutely. Yep. Making a big batch to bring out to the World Championships. Yep. So. That'll be, that'll be yeah. wonderful. So I'll be shooting it out there. Not that it means so much, will I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, but we're gonna have a great time out there, and um, I think we'll have a lot of other shooters out there shooting that ammo. Absolutely. So we'll yep. have a lot of. I think there'll be a lot of uh, top three finishers out mm-hmm. there all shooting our ammo, which will be fantastic. Yep. So we'll see a lot of. Yeah, that. there was. Uh, I think there was just, just a little over twenty thousand rounds uh, used at uh, of WTP at the last end of trail. So nice. Yeah. That is yep. wonderful. Yep. That is wonderful, and not a malfunction or a nope. misfire in the entire batch. And 
We took uh, our group. Yeah, <laughs> our group took Thank uh, you. the the WTP shooters took a lot of lot they of did. prizes out of there. They did. So yep. yep, that was fantastic. So yep. very very pleased with that. Oh, all right. Well, that concludes our commercial parts, and uh, let's talk a little bit about now that uh, we're in January. You know, obviously winter time, uh, winter carry, and winter practice. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we've got them separated as categories on our whiteboard, but uh, they kind of intertwine. So I guess we'll we'll talk about both of them a little bit here. Sure. Um, what, do you have any routines or rituals or anything as far as for winter time, uh, concealed carry, or gun choice, or yeah, you know, sometimes uh, I generally, once garments, be, cover garments, whether it's a hoodie or a, a jacket, uh, you and I wear, we pretty much live in hoodies yes. from, from the time that, what, October hits to yeah. maybe even September yeah. to, to, <laughs> to yeah. the, till it's hot. Yeah. So um, that always broadens our spectrum mm-hmm. of what we uh, are comfortable carrying concealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, of course, we open carry often, you know, every day around here. But uh, when it comes to concealment, my, my guns do tend, that's when I tend to break out some of my larger revolvers that I shoot. When I say large, I don't mean you know, eight-inch guns. I mean, right. just bigger frames. Right. Um, you know, quite often I'll carry a single action uh, mm-hmm. in the wintertime. And, um, again, you know, I, you know, you could see us just depending on the day of the week, it, a gun could change from a Monday to Tuesday. So, yep. um, But I do tend to gravitate towards larger frame guns mm-hmm. in that uh, in that wintertime. And... Um, Generally, uh, they're almost always carried in the uh, four o'clock position. So okay. for yep. me, during yep. that, um, in a variety of holsters, I use uh, primarily been using the uh, the two bare arms uh, paddle holsters. Yeah, which I like easy on and off, and um, yeah, they just they work well for me. And I've I've really become a, a pretty big fan of uh, Kydex for everyday yep. carry. I just really have, and for a variety of reasons, retention. You just can't beat the retention for me, and that's very, very important. Um, so, yeah, I tend to go with a little bit larger gun, something that I can cover with a coat or hoodie. And, and that um, seems to be the you know the general philosophy. It, it has been for years, and I've heard it from other trainers and such. And we use it during our training classes. Is you know carry the largest. And when we say largest, we're talking about going from the micro carries in the summertime. That just because of clothing and such for concealment purposes, you're going to carry. A lot of times, a micro gun or a very, very small firearm, uh, just for the concealment aspect of it. But as fall comes around, go to the largest gun that you feel comfortable and confident carrying. Because we always, if we're ever going to be in a situation, we want the obviously the largest gun that we can carry in the situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's you know, same here. As fall comes on, as winter comes on, you'll start seeing. Uh, you know, I I'm actually got another one of my 1911s out the other day started cleaning it up and and doing a few modifications to it that i decided to do at the last minute and i'll be carrying that here coming up yep. uh, now if the weather's weather's right to conceal it um i ran into town today ran a bunch of errands there again the hoodie was plenty for today but i just pulled the hoodie down over the holster uh there again paddle holster mm-hmm. uh, like you were just mentioning and uh you know we open carry here on the property and I do get asked sometimes, Oh, do you guys open carry, you know, all the time? And it's like, no, I really don't. Um, open carry here on the property. It's more of a deterrent directly here on the property. And we're not going to adversely affect anyone seeing us open carry here because by God, you came to a gun shop and a range. So you know what to expect. Um, out in the general public, 
carrying in the open people that don't understand why you have a firearm mm. or that are just absolutely scared or intimidated by firearms you're just adding to the fear right don't add to their fear also you're giving away your tactical element of surprise and we talk about that in our training classes to where um you know the advantage that you have to have is that the bad guy decides when they're going to attack but your advantage is they don't realize that you're not a helpless victim until the very last second and so that's your element of surprise back to them it's like returning the favor i guess is the best way to put it if your firearms out in the open who's the first thing that they're going to focus on or want to take out of the situation and that would be the person carrying the gun Mm -hmm. so um there again that's where law enforcement carries a burden because they're they're an obvious billboard of Mm -hmm. of non-victim i guess so um yeah carry the largest gun that you can throughout the winter now there again with garments um as you add garments you're also running into situations like we started the show off with talking about bobbed hammers mm-hmm. things that you're not going to hook the gun on as you're trying to draw it um nothing would be more terrifying than deciding that it's time to pull that firearm and use it and then have it all tangled up on the lining of your jacket or your hoodie or your flannel shirt uh whatever you have on trying to get that firearm out so it does require some practice and how often do you practice drawing your firearm actually a lot more often what you'd probably think okay um probably about three or four times a week i would say always dry fire yep um I do. I honestly, I do very little live fire from mm-hmm. draw. Sure. Um, just because I'm, I'm personally, I, I believe I'm dealing with a little bit different set of skills mm-hmm. for as far as when it comes. You know, I pull the trigger a lot. I just right. don't. Um, you know, I just don't necessarily do draws from live fire for from concealment. Um, but it's something that I do consider every time. Every time I have a holster made, or you know, uh, you know, especially uh, you know, in the summertime, I do a lot of appendix carry, so I you know practice that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you know one of those one of the things I incorporate into that is clearing a garment, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know for those that don't know what we're talking about, that's literally when you decide how you're going to clear your cover garment or mm-hmm. not you're just your garment in general sure. to uh, to get to that firearm. Sure, and um, and I also think about it um, from a variety of ways: yep. um, sitting down, standing right. up, sitting in the car. Um, sure. You know, a lot of guys. You know, we talked about truck guns. You know, wintertime, you got your coat on, got your seatbelt on, and you're sitting in your car. Good luck right. getting that firearm out in a timely manner right. if you're surprised. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, on doing the seatbelt, um, trying to get to it. Yeah, in your, ha- in your half sitting on it, yep. you know. Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. Yep. And, um, you know, the, the practice with your garments on, folks stand in front of a mirror if you've got one in your house there stand in front of your mirror and practice moving the garment out of the way and drawing and watching yourself in the mirror as you do that so you can also become instinctive without having to look down at the holster to get the firearm because uh, that's another thing that we teach in our our advanced classes is you know once you have a a uh, target um, stay focused on that target at all times reloads drawing everything that you do from that point on don't take your eyes off your off your uh, target stay on that target so you have to practice and move those garments move things out of the way um some people if they're still carrying a leather holster they have snaps on them practice if you're switching holsters practice with you know the thumb brake on it 
Some people are carrying uh, the older Blackhawk Serpa-style holsters that have different levels of retention. It can be a two-level or a three-level retention. It may require the gun to be rocked forward or backwards, a thumb brake, or a uh, middle finger push button, any one of those things. You have to practice with that. And, you know, you and I both have a tremendous amount of different handguns, and we like to carry them at different mm-hmm. times for whatever reason, sometimes just for something different, but, um, and sometimes for weight, sometimes for garment, but every single time, you know, um, when I was in law enforcement, for example, every single time I put my gun belt on, I practiced 10 to 20 times drawing my firearm out before I went on duty, just to refresh that muscle memory. Right. And to be ready if if I did need it. Uh, same thing, you know, when I put this gun on this morning, um, as I was getting ready to go put my shoes on, actually, I stopped and I drew the gun about five or six times. Yep. Just practicing with my hoodie on, just practicing getting that gun out away from the hoodie, uh, using my thumb to dip under the sweatshirt, yep. get a hold of the gun, and use that thumb all the way to get the gun completely pointed out and facing the target. There again, not dry firing it, right. not uh, live firing it, just drawing it, getting used to that, and then loading it up and putting it back in the holster. Well, and I don't really have any uh, companies to reference other than just what I've seen, and I, I don't have any names to reference, but um, it's kind of interesting. The last couple of years, there's been a boom in concealment uh, for wintertime, for concealment garments that are designed and manufactured specifically to make drawing from concealment easier i've seen mm-hmm. a lot of velcro breakaway mm-hmm. uh type i've yeah i even seen i've even seen hoodies marketed mm-hmm. with uh mm-hmm. we, you know with a with a breakaway type design for for concealment so sure sure um you know which may be something that you might want to take a look at and consider but uh you know while we're talking about your opinion on um i i personally think it's a bad idea to have a primary gun not on your person. When I say that, I don't mean in your jacket pocket mm-hmm. because lose your jacket, yep. set it on a chair, take it off that moment, you're unarmed at that point in time. Yeah, that and then also, you know, and, and we've discussed this in some of the advanced courses and things, you know, usually if you have a jacket large enough to stick the firearm in, um, you know, in a struggle situation, we actually do one scenario where if they have on a longer jacket and you put the gun down in a pocket, uh, an assailant grabbing you from behind can prevent you from ever getting to that firearm. Right. And they can actually use the jacket to kind of tie you up, you know, or pull back on you and bring you off balance. And they've actually got right. a hold of the gun inside the pocket. They may not even know it's there, but they've got a hold of that. They basically closed your holster, right. um, your your inability to get to it. Now, they, the exception to that rule is a secondary gun. That can be in the jacket pocket. Sure. You know, and, um, you know, if, if you are using it as a secondary gun, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of your primary gun is on your belt or in a shoulder rig um, or in one of the T-shirts that have the holster built into it. Yep. Um, but there again, there's there's limitations to that. You're going to have to be able to get into that fairly quickly. Right. So, but if you wear like a flannel shirt, not buttoned, um, that's a good choice or, you know, one of the Jack shirts right. and you don't button it and you've got that t-shirt on, then that's just like carrying a shoulder holster. So yep. whatever works for you there. 
Um, whatever holster that you, and there again, Deuce and I both have a tremendous amount of holsters. Of course, we have the holster company <laughs> yeah. right here. And I don't know, I'm somewhere probably close to 100 holsters in my personal collection. Yeah. Um, they fall out of my cabinet when I open them up. And a lot of them are prototypes that we've tried for different things, and they've worked well. And, and uh, we just haven't brought this or that to market yet, but I'm constantly messing with things back there since we've been designing them for so long and try new things. But whatever holster you put on, just because you wore it last year doesn't mean you're ready to wear it this year. And what I mean by that is it needs to be practiced with. It needs to be checked. Uh, there again, if you're wearing something that's a shoulder rig and it has leather straps, has snaps or screws. Chicago and screws. Absolutely. And notorious for loosening up. And, absolutely. Yeah. Check those things. Yep. Um, good example is before I went to Wyoming, um, I was going to wear a special shoulder rig for my handgun so I could keep it fairly protected and cleaned. I went through and pulled the screws on the main the main lanyard that goes around that, it was one of our designed holsters. I pulled the screws and re-loctited them and put them all back in. Really didn't need to, right? but I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to dump that handgun off the mountain. Sure. Um, and uh, tightened everything back up, checked the straps, made sure there was no fraying of any sort. If there would have been any, any inconsistency in it, I would have replaced it. But make sure that your holster is as good a quality and as good a care as the firearm that you're carrying. Make sure your firearm's clean. You know, just because you pulled it out of the safe doesn't mean it's oiled. Right. You know, you may have oiled it last year, but it may need to be re-lubricated and even just dry fire tested. Mm -hmm. But uh, make sure your firing pin's still working fine. And uh, make sure uh, everything's functional on the firearm before you holster it up. Yep. So, And guys, if you, if you are going to live fire, um, especially for wintertime carry, it doesn't hurt to do it outside either. Yep. Because uh, absolutely, as we found out Saturday yep. when we shot a cowboy action match, uh, I don't know why we need to be why our brains need to be reengaged with us all the time. But it yep. was what do you think the wind chill was Saturday? Oh, it was probably five. I yeah. would guess your hands like oh. do not do what you want them to do when it's that kind of temperature. That was one of so, my worst shooting experiences in a very yeah. long time. I couldn't feel the tips of my fingers. I right. shot okay. Um, but I had a lot of bobbles with shotgun yep. shells, a lot of right. rifle. The fine motor skill stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. My fingertips were just absolutely. Frozen. So you think about that, you combine that with a little adrenaline. Yeah. And uh, you've got yeah, <laughs> you know, you've got some recipes there for a disaster if you're not prepared for what you're for what you uh, might run into there. So. Right, right, absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, get out, practice in the cold weather a little bit, do some live fire shooting, come out here, mm -hmm. use our outdoor range there is a, a good choice, or, you know, wherever you can get to do a little bit of live fire. Um, always recommend it in the winter. The guns sound a little different yeah. in the winter. Um, the uh, I don't know if the recoil changes so much, but uh, definitely sounds different uh, while firing them out there. And, um, you know, that, that cold sets in pretty quick may you know cause your eyes to to dry yeah. out and feel mm -hmm. uh, different so get used to what that all feels like if you wear glasses keep that in mind you know especially going from in building to out building mm -hmm. do they fog you know what's that like so pay attention to your conditions um for each season as you go along and get yourself some practice time there again summer comes around then we get to shoot all we want yep. but it doesn't hurt to shoot in the winter time so so um, I'm going to go ahead and announce too. We were uh, we've been working on now that we're going into the new year. We're getting ready to launch our classes for 2022. Um, we 
have had a training company for many, many, many years. We've done training all over Indiana, Michigan, Ohio. Um, since we started the gun shop six years ago, we kind of uh, moved all the training here directly to the facility just because we don't have time to travel anymore. Um, we still get requests every now and then for travel, but uh, our new training name that we're bringing out is Two Bear Academy. And uh, it will be tied directly to the gun shop, of course, and all the training here on our facility. And we'll be putting together the classes. We'll be announcing those here in one of the upcoming episodes, our class schedules, and when you'll be able to find them online. But we will be bringing out uh, our basic handgun courses, again, for beginners. We'll be bringing out the ladies-only classes uh, instructed by ladies, which is fantastic. And then we have advanced uh, concealed carry courses that we call EDC courses and uh, we will also bring back uh, a few of the night shoot courses of course those will be held in the evening uh, so um, and we'll have those night shooting courses available and different levels of the EDC that you can attend and then if the summer allows we'll see how it goes we'll add another shotgun course in a home defense shotgun course and possibly a couple of rifle courses if we get uh, if the schedule doesn't jam up too fast but uh, that's kind of what we've got coming up uh, here in the near future so we wanted to announce that i was going to wait and announce it next week but decided last minute we'll announce it now because we don't run on a hard script i like no we don't we do what we want here we do what we want it's our podcast total two-year-olds we (laughs) do what we want here very true very true and i know that very well yeah absolutely absolutely that's why i like uh when we do our unloaded segments we just don't even have a whiteboard so that's a lot of fun so all right anything else you want to cover on the topics that we've talked about tonight no and uh you know guys you know if you if you like hearing these uh these little segments on uh concealed carry you know, as i was sitting here my brain started popping up into new subjects so okay. uh yeah i've got some good ideas for future podcasts Great. on this and um you know kind of involving you know what we what we'd like to do is kind of think more out the box yep you know and uh you know give you some things to think about and maybe even work towards and train for that you know differently than, than you typically would so. I think uh, in some of our later segments in the Trigger Time series, of course, we'll we'll talk more about tactics and things, too, mm-hmm. things that will be available through our classes and such, and uh, we'll discuss all that. Yeah. So Even uh, some personal health and fitness. There you go. Absolutely. Great, so. Absolutely. So yeah. um, I'll give you a second to think about who we want to throw into the bus for the White Claw, and uh, I'll mention to folks that uh, sponsorships are available for if you own a company, and I, I was contacted today by one of our good friends that has a business, and they were asking about uh, sponsoring on the podcast. Um, you know, feel free to get a hold of me here at Two Bear Arms if you if you own a business and would like to be a sponsor of the show and our upcoming uh, upcoming events, um, our state shoots and different uh, events that take place here on the property. Just contact me. I'll talk to you about the rates and and things that are available. Or so. if you have a uh, firearms outdoor related product you'd like for us to uh, maybe test out yeah absolutely for you we'd love to do that here as well absolutely really enjoy that we're both absolute gear junkies yes so it doesn't really matter what it is if it pertains to firearms or the outdoors we'd uh We'd like to give it a shot. Yeah, so. absolutely. Get a hold of us, and we'll uh, we'll try out your product and uh, give it all kinds of love on here. If absolutely. it's a good product, yeah. Uh, so, yep. So, all right. Who are we going to throw into the bus for the? Uh, I'm having a hard time coming up with somebody. I've kind of, I've yeah. uh, you know, gone through. I've gone through my my uh, my my extensive list of people that I'm willing to piss off. I guess is what I'm. Really? <laughs> it's that that short of a list. Come on, it's pretty hey, short. Yeah, come on. you know, it's. Uh, 
I'm I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, somebody that would kind of enjoy it as well as uh, maybe be like, oh man. All right. So, well, she's gonna she's gonna kill us, but we're gonna throw uh, Ruby Ruthless under the Ruby bus. Ruby Ruthless. Yeah, let's throw I her love under the bus. Of, yeah, of the single action shooting society. Very simple to get a hold of her. All you have to do is call the SAS call office the SAS Monday office. through Friday and yeah. ask for Ruby. Ask for Ruby. The first one to call in and get a hold of her or send her an email. <laughs> Ruby is going to get. Oh, she's gonna kill. Me. I'm Good glad God. that was she's your idea. To, yeah, it, it was. So, yeah. and we'll see if Ruby actually pays attention to the show or not. So, I think they um, do listen. I think uh, they do in too. The SAS so, office. I yeah. Yep. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ruby will get you out uh, some ranch water or, or, uh, white, claw. or white claw. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she'll be happy to do that. She'll too. love, she'll, it. She'll love yeah. that. She thinks that's fantastic. So. She might even like like herself. I mean, she might drink. Yeah, she I might. You might not get a six-pack. You may get a four-pack. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, or in two empty cans. Two empty cans. <laughs> 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 we're not authorizing that or condoning that. We're telling you you're getting a six pack. We just didn't say it'd be full. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Ruby Ruthless. Get a hold of her. You can send her an email now. Her address is on the SAS uh, webpage there. Oh, so boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Nothing to make her more excited than to come in in the morning and have, uh, have a whole bunch of emails oh. and that type of thing. So fantastic. She'll, she'll love us for that. She will. So, yeah. I'm in trouble. All right. Well, folks, we thank you uh, very much for uh, watching again tonight. Um, Like we always tell you, keep your powder dry and we'll see you next week. Thank you.